Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chen. You can give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. It is Friday, June 21st, 2019, and I'm going to apologize off the bat for A, the tardiness of the podcast, and B, the potential bad audio, because I'm having some issues with my Adobe and had to record this on a Wave Editor. Unfortunately, the open won't be there as well, but I appreciate you sticking with me. Pretty much just like how the commitments continue to stick with P.J. Fleck. is His recruiting hot streak showing no signs of slowing down at all. Yesterday, doubled down on the defensive line with defensive tackle Ali Saad and weak side defensive end Gage Keys. Saad from Michigan at 6'4", 255 pounds, had offers from Indiana, Northwestern, and Illinois, along with the majority of Mac schools. Saad obviously is going to need to add some weight. At 255 pounds, that's just not going to cut it on the interior in the conference. So you're looking at Saad most likely adding a redshirt year to his career prior to even getting out in the field. I think that obviously adding the good weight is different than just adding weight. You can't just throw 30, 40 pounds on a guy and expect him to be the same type of athlete. So adding the weight, it's going to take a little bit of time, but I think Saad has the body type, and to do it, just obviously, it will be a slower, a little bit slower process. But moving over to Keys, he's a guy that I think could contribute right away. The Weak side defensive end from Ohio at 6'5", 240 pounds, had offers from Indiana and Maryland. And he was talking to the big schools in the conference as well, looking at Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Northwestern. So I think that Keyes would probably play a little bit his freshman year, uh, potentially, and uh, kind of see how he translates over. But I like that pickup for P.J. Fleck. Now back to Fleck's hot streak. He's been absolutely on fire on the recruiting trail in the last week. 11 commitments. 11. That's double digits. That's damn impressive. Only eight a week ago. Eight commitments. Now all the way up to 19, making cracking the top 25 in the 24-7 sports composite. So what a damn good week for P.J. Fleck. Now, Jeff Brom isn't quite on that same hot streak that P.J. Fleck is on. However, he's on a pretty damn solid hot streak of his own. Adding yesterday, Texas wide receiver Colin Sullivan making the streak for Fleck five commitments in five days. And Sullivan is a good one. At 6'2", 195 pounds, the wide receiver from Texas had offers from Northwestern, Rutgers, Arkansas, and Oregon. And he was getting hard look by Oklahoma and Texas. And when you're getting looked at really hard by Oklahoma and Texas, you know you're a good player because the Big 12 They like to throw the ball around, and they also play a lot of offense and not a lot of defenses played. So if you're getting looks from those schools, it means you're a pretty solid player, and I like the addition of Colin Sullivan to the Boilermakers recruiting class. Shane Mosley wasted no time after Mike Loxley gave him an offer two days ago, committing yesterday, and the defensive back from Pennsylvania Standing at 5'11", 185 pounds, did not have any other Power 5 opportunities to play. So it's understandable why he jumped all over 
the Maryland offer. Navy was really his only other major offer, and obviously for Mosley, hey, he decided that he didn't want to wait, pulled the trigger, and he will be a Terrapin come this time next year. Iowa, unfortunately, lost a recruit in their 19 class. Defensive lineman Jalen Hunt is going to enroll in Iowa Western Community College instead of going to Iowa City to start his collegiate career. Hunt would not have qualified academically to be enrolled at Iowa. So really, community college was his only alternative. But the door is still open for him to go to Iowa. Kirk Ferentz said that after his season at Iowa Western, if Hunt wants to return to the Hawkeyes, or I'm sorry, not return, but go to the to Iowa City and be a Hawkeye, the door's open. Ferentz won't mind. And I think that's really great by Ferentz because uh, a lot of times you see schools sever ties when student-athletes are unable to make the grades, but I think it's a stand-up showing there by Kirk Ferentz. And yesterday was the NBA draft, and we saw a bunch of conference stars get drafted, and starting at 14 with Romeo Langford. Uh, Langford obviously was a freshman, and he... You know, he didn't necessarily light it up for Indiana, but I think the talent was there, and the NBA definitely saw that. Langford went 14 overall to Boston, and then the second player in the conference that got selected in the first round was Michigan's Jordan Poole going 28th overall to the Golden State Warriors, and I think that's a solid landing spot for Poole. I think both are good landing spots. You're looking at a Boston team that's up and coming. They they love to to play younger players and obviously the potential loss for them of Kyrie Irving makes a, a Langford pick makes a lot of sense. Uh, Langford's a combo guard can play both sides and then Poole with Golden State. Uh, they have a couple free agents, notably Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, who are coming off of injuries. It uh, looks like both of them are pretty much going to miss all the season after getting injured in the NBA Finals. So they're going to need extra shooting to pair with uh, Steph Curry, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, the former Michigan State star. And Poole, I, I like the spot for him. I don't think there's going to be a lot of pressure. All he's going to do is have to come off the bench and make shots. And I think he's got plenty to do with that. I think he'll be able to do that very well end of the second round back-to-back picks 33 and 34 produce Carson Edwards going to Boston as well and Maryland's Bruno Fernando going to Atlanta Fernando slid I think Fernando believed he was going to be a first round selection I actually thought he was going to be a first round selection as well although early in the second round still not a first round so uh, it remains to be seen how uh, you know both of those players will do. I'm high on both of them, Edwards and Fernando. I thought that they might be drafted closer to the end of the first round, but I think that they they're going to uh, you know decent spots. Uh, Edwards again uh, going to Boston with Langford, and uh, 
Fernando, we'll we'll see what happens in Atlanta. He gets to play with Trey Young, so uh, we'll see how that you know works out for them in the end. Uh, Nebraska's Isaiah Roby was then taken at 45 by the Pistons. And then two picks later at 47, the final Big Ten player to get drafted, Michigan's Iggy Bradzakis, taken by the Knicks. And, oh, I don't like that landing spot for Bradzakis. The, the Knicks are just just a bad, 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 bad. It's, it's just a bad situation in New York. They have no idea what the hell they're doing. I'm going to uh, switch things up next week on Monday. Obviously, I'll bring you everything that happened over the weekend. But on top of that, I'm going to start giving out the updated recruiting rankings. I think Monday's a good day to do it due to the fact that a lot of the commits happened over the weekend, especially with official visitors. It's supposed to be a big weekend for official visitors for many schools inside the conference. So I'll do that starting Monday. Uh, and that is obviously going to do it for me. I appreciate the listen. Thanks for hanging in there after uh, having a rough time for me this morning getting things going due to the uh, Adobe Audition just not wanting to work for me. Uh, appreciate the listen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. Give the show page a follow on Twitter as well at Two Cents Pods. Like us on Facebook. It's Two Cents Pods over there. Rate us, review us, and share us on all your listening platforms. Have a great weekend, Big Ten fans.